Welcome to the first ever Parsha panel, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, and you've just entered the database. And here for this Parsha panel, we're going to discuss a very heavy and sensitive issue, that is the Torah observance of the Avos. And here joining me are my two brothers. First, Rav Daniel Eisenberg, my older brother, who in his particular limud, when he's Maver Sedra, so he's not just Maver Sedra the regular way, Shnai Mikrabecha Targum, but every single year he actually adds a parish onto, maybe sometimes two parishim, onto his repertoire of knowledge of the Parshios. So welcome, Rev Daniel. Thank you for having me. And we also have my younger brother, Rev Menachem Mendel Shlomo. And he has two of the most keen eyes when it comes to reading Chumash. He will notice small nuances in the text, things that, you know, only the Kliyakar or the Meshachachma can catch or the Balaturim. So my brother Mendy will catch it as well. Mendy, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to with you guys. Right, and so, and it's exactly why I would love to have you guys. And hopefully you guys will be regulars. Um, I've already had each of you for Real Talk Torah, so I'm looking forward to speaking Torah with you more. And as I mentioned, we are in the Parshios of the Avos, and we find this Mimer Chazal floating around in many different variations, that the Avos for Mekayim is called Tarakula Kodem Shenitna. The main source we find is a Gemara in Yoma on, on Chafches, which is describing Avraham Avinu. That was a Pasuk in two weeks ago's Parsha, and Parsha's told us. This week is Parsha's Vayishlach. In Parsha's told us, we have where um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Yitzchak and says that I chose Avraham because um, Akev, he, he kept all of my Torah. And it, it describes all the different Lashonas of the different kinds of categories of Torah that Avraham kept. And this seems to be the um, Rashi's opinion on Kal Kula that that Avraham Avinu kept the entire Torah. And we find, again, we find multiple permutations of this Maimar Chazal. So, for example, Avraham and Lod observed Pesach. We find, actually, that was in Parshas Vayera. In Parshas told us we found that even Yitzchak observed Pesach, that he, um, he wanted a, a, a special a goat just for that. So there are a lot, there are, there are a lot of different versions of this Maimar Chazal. And this, um, this Maimar Chazal has left people scratching their heads for generations. So let, let, let's um, first start ta- um, to talk about some of the issues. What, um, what are some of the obvious issues with um, this, this statement from Chazal that the Avos kept all of the Torah, everything before the Torah was given? Right, well, the, just, just, just to just strengthen the statement a little bit before we even get into all the problems, one of them is, is that uh, there are multiple sources that say they eat, that the Avram even kept the Darabonans, right? Different sources, say Erev Tavshilin, Erev Tchumen, Erev Haseros, different, like I think actually all three different are found in different Gemaras and Midrashim. Right. But, um, but that they kept the Darabonans is, is, is uh, and not just Darabonans, but like specific Darabonans is also going to be, um, you know, strange. You know, I mean, we're coming up to Hanukkah, so that that means that they were lighting Hanukkah candles. Right. Is that what that means, right? Do we say that that like completely brand new takhanos, or what, like 
does does that mean that the the, the derabundans that were xeros to preclude from uh, uh you know to, uh, to preemptively avoid der- doing certain amaveros uh, or violating certain mitzvos like which like a lot of them they seem like they were they came at a later date so that's that's one right. obvious issue yeah, so, yeah, but with, with all the Darabonans in general. I mean, there, there are different um, kinds. There are different kinds of Darabonans. There are some Darabonans that, you know, they like that have a smach in the Torah. And it's, you know, like... Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, you have to discuss what that what that itself means, that there's... If it's a Darabonan, but it has, it has some sort of source in Torah, is that a remez? Is that like an asmachta? According to some of that, was, you know, just put attached to the text... Right. To, to, to have as a mnemonic or is it just that the, that the Torah alludes to everything so right. there's an allusion to everything uh, not just Durbanans but everything in, in, in history um, is found in the Torah so the, you know I mean but that, that, that's that's like a, a separate discussion right so now it sounds but, like but, um, yeah. but, but, but this but this, but this, this just this conceptual piece I mean of course with uh, you know how they were able to fulfill every mitzvah um, including writing a Sefer Torah, which has not been written yet, and if you right, if, if to, to suggest that they had full Sefer Torah, and uh, you know, of course, you know, they would ruin the story a little bit. What? It would ruin the story a little bit. Right. Away uh, from the nisyonos that the Elvis went through, if they knew how it was going to end, it's like, oh, Yaakov should have just known that Yosef was alive the whole time. Right, they, and they, Avram should have known that he, that you know it wasn't really a big deal to bring Yitzchak up if he knew that that at the end. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's absurd, it's absurd uh, to to understand that in, in, in at a least on its face that, yeah. that 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 Avraham had a Torah scroll, especially when we know that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it, and and, and it just it plays out you know through history. So 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 that right there is going to be problematic. And there's the question um, of did Yaakov Avinu know where Yosef was all those years? Right, um, I like that, that video that Mandy and I know from from of those little bears, those animated bears having a conversation. Um, if if Yaakov knew what was going to happen in the future, um, so th- th- there's a, there's a lot that that seems to make no sense at all. Then we have to try to understand this Maimer Chazal. Yeah, so that's a conceptual piece of, sure. of, of how to understand each each mitzvah, and then and then another problem is just the. Uh, the blatant violations of this are assuming the, 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 those who assume this approach assume that I don't know how far it extends. Does it extend to is, is Avram? Is it to Yitzhak and Yaakov as well? That's what it seems to be. Um, and then it gets a little bit more shady when it gets to the Shvatim and then and then, Moshe and, then and... and then the generations afterwards. Right. Um, but but the, the the violations of other things, which which Ramban explicitly deals with uh, in the passage that you quoted earlier. <coughs> um, but the thing is, like Ramban uh, points out, that Yaakov marries two wives. Right. So that was so that so this that but, is, is, is yeah. Not Rabbeinu Gershon that probably was not. Well, is it a Darabanan or the So I mean, do we call it a Darabanan or do we call it something else? It's probably probably a much later Takana because I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call that a Darabanan, but 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 whatever. However, however, it's binding. Is there was that many? Whatever it is, we know the Elvis didn't hold by it. Well, yes, and so, and there's also the. Do you, got, do you think? Do you think, they, do you think they also read people's email? Or is that uh, also uh, a violation? I'm not sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, 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 but things, things like that, like Yaakov marrying two wives, like Yaakov, you know, making a matzeva. I mean, building bamos. Uh, the, 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 these uh, these things seem to be um, 
violations uh, violations of the Torah. And uh, if 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 you're going to suggest that if you're going to suggest that they uh, they kept these they kept the entire Torah, so you're you're left with a lot of questions here and there. And then and then Ramban has answers and approaches, and perhaps it was only in Eretz Yisrael and things like that. But but that but that's just another right. Uh, so we'll go through a couple of them of, of questions that come up. One one is the conceptual piece. How does that make sense? Um, like you know ha, ha, if if I if we know the Gemara Brachos, Nachavav, Rabbi Gohar, be proud, says that that the um, that the Avos made up the made up the Tfilos, Avram made Shachras, Yitzchak made Mincha, Yaakov made So you're going to tell me that up until that point, Avram was not davening Mincha, he wasn't davening Tfilah three right. times a day. So it sounds like a Derabanan that he wasn't piece. keeping, right? right. There's, a, there's a conceptual piece, and then there is the 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 uh, violations that they clearly have of some of these mitzvahs. Right. I think also another aspect, I think that some of the points that you may have touched upon it, so many mitzvahs are situational. I mean, that's why the Halabdurabanans are things that only became situations during this this era, and things that became situations during this era. Right. So many mitzvahs that only apply to if you are in the situation. Just the listing of the of looking in the Rambam's uh, list of mitzvahs, there's so many of them that only apply when the base mikdash was built. And you know, to my knowledge, the base mikdash was not built during the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. So I think you're I think you're touching on the the mimer that that appears at the beginning of this week's parsha in Vayishlach, right? So um, right, Yaakov Avinu, he says in Lavangarti. Don't sing it! Don't sing it! I'm not going to sing it, but but save that for the Baltfila workshop. Exactly, though I probably wouldn't use that one there either. Um, but um, Mendy and I have discussed this much in the past that when 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 Rashi right over there says in love on Garti and what's Garti? It's actually um, Osios Taryag, and that's Yaakov's way of saying Taryag Mitzvos Shamarti. And that's obviously strange because of exactly what Mendy's saying right now. Mendy points out that is it possible for anyone to actually ob- observe all taryag of the mitzvos? Now you could say, oh, if you learn all of them, there's some say that if you if you learn the Torah, then maybe it's as if you fulfilled it. But you know, there's so many mitzvos that are either tulios baharets um, or tulios at least bizman based on migdash. If you have a base on migdash, or maybe it's certain mitzvos that only a kohen can do, or certain mitzvos that only a woman can fulfill. Or, or certain mitzvahs that are based in, or or a based in, or 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 circumstantial mitzvahs like like divorce, exactly. Is, or or, or, or Hashavas Gzela. So I. He stole something so he could be kind of mitzvah of Right. So obviously, um, obviously, that's not yes. what Tarag Mitzvah Shemarti means. Right. And um, and what you probably say. Just for that mimer, at least, the Tarag Mitzvah Shamarti is Yaakov Avinu's way of saying, I was, in general, the way we would call someone Shomer Torah Mitzvah, but obviously on Yaakov Avinu's level, that he was Shomer Torah Mitzvah. But still, we run into a wall when we, when we, uh, when we talk about what you pointed out earlier, that Yaakov married two sisters, which is um, an openness or in the Torah. So this has had, um, this has had um, uh, Rishonim um, is, um, spilling a lot of ink for for generations to to explain this right so which, which, which we should note by the way is that it is not the only opinion in the gemara over there it's not, not the only opinion holds. it's not the that's, o- i think that that's an important thing to know i think that that i mean uh, uh, you could bring up the the exact sources if you have it in front of you but 
all the all the hack and all the read about these different um, you know about how to solve for each mitzvah is everybody just working within that that shita that that he did keep all the mitzvahs and I think it's it, it's it's um, not to hustle shall minimize it but it's it's fun to do so it's an exciting. Uh, you know, so I'll mention, I'll, I'll mention a couple of things about that. So there are, okay. multiple, there, there are multiple opinions in the Gemara. The Gemara does have a give and take where it seems that the conclusive answer, or at least the best answer is, yeah, it must mean that he kept everything. Because it says, what's, um, it goes through Chuksai, Mishmarosai, and then, uh, then Tarosai. And at the very end of it, you know, sometimes the Gemara leaves off with, this is the best answer, like this argument won out. And it seems, I think, if you look back at the Gemara, it seems that that's the argument that wins out. And that is what Rashi quotes Al Torah, which is why, you know, Rashi is the, is the Rebbe of, of Klal Yisrael, especially for Chumash, and um, you know, really for Shas also. But Rashi is the Rebbe of, 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 of the Bnei Yisrael. So we, that's the opinion that we're working with. And there are Sfarim that are devoted to just explaining narrative based on how they must have been able to keep the Torah. But um, there obviously you run into a lot of these questions. So just, just to name some other issues that come up, is Goisha Shavas, Chayv Misa. So if you keep, a guy who keeps Shabbos, Chayv Misa. So I know that there are Sfarim that talk about this issue. There's um, you know, the, uh, the Mishnah oh, Lamella. Just clarify that Avram Yitzchak Yaakov are Goyim. Right, so that, that that's another question. What is the status of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov? Right, so I know that the, um, the Mishnah Lamelech says that they had the status of Geirim. So if they have the status of Geirim, okay, so then they're, then they're not Goyim anymore. So that solves that issue. But there's the Yaakov Avinu marrying two sisters. Um, there's, um, you know, how, how do they possibly write a Sefer Torah or Tefillin that talk about events that absolutely did not happen yet? So so the, 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 these, are, these are among the issues. Now, what we have to do is we can't just say, oh, well, it must mean that we, you know, we can't take that Chazal um, for what it's saying. If that Maimar Chazal is stating that, that the Avos, or at least Avram Avinu, were Mekayim Koltar Kuro Kodem Shnidna, that they fulfilled the entire Torah before it was given, so we have to at least understand at the, Gemara, at, you know, at the Gemara's word, what does the Gemara mean? Now, a lot of the Mepharshim, they give answers that will kind of you know, explain away a lot of these problems. Like there, there's a Maharal that, you know, once you have this, I think it's a Maharal, once you have this Maharal, it just kind of like fixes everything, but it just shakes up the entire Gemara. He says they kept whatever was Shaykh to them. Whatever was relevant to them, they kept. So obviously whatever wasn't relevant, they didn't keep. So, you know, like I guess that that would, um, so we, we still have to answer for, you know, Yaakov of, you know, marrying two sisters um, by, by giving that answer. But if it was not relevant for them to compose a Sefer Torah with the text as we have it today, so perhaps that would be one of the many that are just not relevant to them. So, but there, there's there, there, there's that source out there. And and, and you could, and you could argue that a lot of the the events um, like Hanukkah. So it's 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 only relevant once the holiday exists. Right. Presume Nisa. What Nis? Right. You want now, to publicize and, the Nis. And, and the Pesach Seder. So I don't know uh, what Pesach Seder. Avram Avinu had. We know that there's a source that indicates. I mean, at least Lot um, had, uh, had 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 uh, Lot explicitly has matzos. And the, 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 there are sources that say that Avram had too. There are sources, though. There are Rishonim that say that Avram no, had no, as well. No, there, there are, there are. That the, the Ugos. It's just it's it's interesting that the Torah is mentioned explicitly. The matzos are explicitly by Lot. The Ugos are by are by. Um, well, I've I've heard some explanations. But, but nevertheless. Mm-hmm. It says that they ate matzah. It doesn't say that they had a whole Pesach Seder and Halach Ma'anya and, uh, you know. 
Well, they, we, they didn't do that. Well, again, we don't know to so, what extent they were doing certain things. In his, like, meaning, the Maimar Chazal doesn't say everything that you see us doing today is what they did. Um, there are a lot of things that are different. You know, they weren't wearing the clothes that we're wearing now. Um, you know, maybe they wore tzitzis, but they, but the, certainly we can't, we can't, we have to assume based on natural cultural differences over time that they didn't look the way we look. And so not all of their mitzvahs um, necessarily looked the way it looked for us. There are sources that say that Avraham Avinu's bris milah was very different from our bris milah. That once, uh, once Matan Torah happened, um, uh, the mitzvah changed. Nishadsha. Uh, yeah. I, I'm saying that even, even the mitzvah of Yigata, of Yigata Levincha, I don't even know if they did Sipur Yitzhah's mitzvah because it didn't happen yet. However, matzah could be something else. Could be there's something deeper in the, right. the idea of matzah that, that it was something to, to do at that time as opposed to other parts of it. I mean, this ma'aral really um, opens up, uh, as, as you said, right, it, it, it answers a lot of the questions that you might have. Not all of them, but a lot. And it sounds like an easy fix. You know, um, it's, it, it's, it's, it, I don't know if we would call it a cop-out, but it sounds like, you know, just a straight easy fix. Like, like how else are you going to understand that line in the Gemara? One second. Sorry, we just lost sound for a second. Um, sorry, Danielle, I'll say that part again. The last thought. Go. Yeah, and that that maharal, it, it's uh, it's like it, it is an intuitive, you know, idea. Like we, we would have thought, like you know, how how else could we possibly explain it? It's it's nice to have the maharal though, um, being uh, being uh, you know a, a source to say such a thing. Right, so now, now, now we go back to Yaakov Avinu just for a second, because um, again, our Parsha starts off with um, in Lovangarati, Tariag Mitzvos, Shemarti, and we can, we can at least count some of the Tariag Mitzvos that he not only not do, but he like violated. So he married two sisters. So there are some famous answers to this question, right? So, Mendy, you want to start us off with that? Um, yeah, how is it possible that Yaakov married two sisters? It sounds like that's a, a blatant violation of a Torah commandment. Well, there's the, there's the idea that as soon as he got to Eretz Yisrael, um, well, well, Asp is about to get into Eretz Yisrael, Rachel dies, thus not allowing him to violate it in Eretz Yisrael, which is its own interesting like solution. I guess that kind of goes into what uh, the Ramam says about um, not having if you if you're no, if you're not in Eretz Yisrael, it's considered like you don't have a god. It's like no. Right, so so the Ramban he 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 says that yes, the the Avos kept the Torah in Eretz Yisrael, and then so then you have to try to then you have to look and see if how consistent that is. Does that work with every single other issue? So the, that that's another you know that's another answer. It's it's a, it's an escape from the issue. But if you look throughout the Ramban's commentary, he seems to have he seems to be very strong about his opinion of Eretz Yisrael in terms of um, the you know the the mitzvos. He seems to have this approach that all of the mitzvos are really tliyos ba'aretz in a certain sense that we do them in in chutzlaretz as practice. You know, it's like you know, you, you, are you are we bound by them? We are hundred percent bound by them, but they don't have the same meaning as the same mitzvah in Eretz Yisrael. There's the story. Um, maybe one of you can remind me which gadol it was, but he he put on tefillin as soon as he got to Eretz Yisrael because the, the, these were Eretz Yisrael tefillin. These weren't just uh, you know chutzlaretz tefillin. Meaning before he hadn't really done the mitzvah. Who that story is on, but I think that the idea. Um, really does shed light onto the whole concept of, you know, Taryak Mitzvah, Shamarti, you know, it, when you're in Eretz Mitzvah themselves only counted. You're only, it's only considered that you're serving Hashem when you're in Eretz Yisrael. 
um, then the action itself is not necessarily the key factor. It's there's the connection with the action in conjunction with your connection with Hashem. So I think that the whole idea of what, you know the almost keeping the Torah is similar to you know us keeping the Torah in in Chutzah. It's, it's there's a similar idea of just you know do whatever Ratzon Hashem is wherever you are best serving Hashem. And if you're serving, if you're in Eretz Yisrael, that changes the, the, the quality of a mitzvah So I think that this is the same idea with the Abbas. The actions that they did um, are more in line with what Hashem wants. And you're going to, so that that might be some hashkafa behind this Ramban as to you know what, what it means that they only kept the Torah in Eretz Yisrael. And there are, there are other famous answers. Um, the truth is, um, my Rebbe and the Rosh Hashiva that we all shared, Rav Yonason Sachs, he um, has um, you know his mastery work on, on Chumash, Yom Mikadem, where he has a whole he has multiple essays devoted to just this topic, and he quotes multiple sources on it. So among them, there's the Das Zikanim, which um, I don't know, um, Rav Daniel, I don't know if you got to it yet, um, because you're doing Das Zikanim this year. It's in Perak Lamed Zion. You wouldn't have gotten to it yet because that's in Vayeshev. But in Perak Lamed Zion. Pasuk Lamed Hey, the Dasa Kingdom says that the Avos kept the Torah at, with the status of Eno Matsuva Ve'osa. And that, that, so that gave them the liberty, obviously, to not keep certain mitzvahs. They weren't bound by any of them. So even if they were Makayim the Torah in a certain sense, they obviously weren't bound by it. So for whatever reason or another, they were obviously permitted to violate. Um, Though it still makes you wonder when we have this Maimar Chazal saying that they were Makayim as Kala Kula, does that mean that Hashem gave them the credit as though they had? Or does it mean that as in general they kept the Torah and in certain, there were certain exceptions? I know that there's also... Yeah, I, 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 think, I think that that's what it is saying. That's, that that uh, the, the way they typically conduct themselves was, with, was in accordance with the Torah, even the Darabanans. However, there's certain uh, exceptions that need to be made at certain times. For example, you know, Avram... Uh, Generally held by not killing, but he you know, he made an ex- he was going he's willing to make an exception to uh, kill his own son when Hashem told him to. Now that's not, I mean that's it's, that's it's, a very extreme that's a very, example. That's a very extreme example for 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 this. Shavim is Noach. Obviously, he would have been bound by that anyway, just because um you know Goyim are bound by don't okay. That's that's true, but but again, again the same the same concept that that there's a you know a suspension of, of certain mitzvahs at certain times, and that's explicitly Hashem's command. And clearly, yeah, Hashem's so, instruction yeah. was I want you to go against uh, what I typically ask of you. But 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 that but that concept of you know sometimes uh, sometimes they, they felt it was necessary, and Rav Mendy was saying that as well. That you know that, that there there's like a spirit behind the mitzvah, and. We are bound. Like we are, we are, we we are. We nowadays, nowadays, we're going to come back to this point. By the way, we'll we'll come. We'll we'll come back to this point. Um, uh, uh, what what you're saying right now? But keep going. Sorry. Yeah, just uh, I I just I I don't want anybody who who gets bored of the uh, of uh, of this discussion and will sign out now. And I don't want them to keep uh, not keep halacha based on what we're saying. So I think it's just important to clarify that. We're bound by by the halacha now, but before things were were absolutely restrictive, um, you could substitute what might be uh, Ratzon Hashem in that moment for the mitzvah. Nowadays, we we don't have that that uh, clarity of anything right. But so, the Torah, so we it, well, what halacha. you're saying in English is word for word what Rav Chaim Yevalajan writes. Um, um, it's, uh, it's in Nefesh Chaim, but it's also in Ruach Chaim. I have the exact sources written right here. So it's in the Nefesh Chaim, Shar Aleph, in Perak Chaf Aleph, 
in Chelik Prakim Zion and in Ruach Chaim, it's Aleph Beis. And there he, he, he writes this multiple times, but um, he says that, and this also appears in um, Rav Sachs' Yom Mikadim. Um That's Rav Yonis and Sachs, um, not the Lord, um, just, just my Rebbe, um, and a lot of people's Rebbe. But um, he, the Nefesh Chaim writes that the Avos um, were basically, they were building the world. They were building Kalal Yisrael. And, you know, kind of like Olam Chesed Yibana, he quotes that, that Pasuk in Navi, Olam Chesed Yibana, that, we, that uh, the, the world is built on Hashem's Chesed, which entails the suspension of certain rules. So, for example, Cain was able to marry a sister, right, to have kids. So, because of that, certain, certain rules were suspended. So he said that when it came to the Avos, the Avos, as a cloud, they kept the Torah. But when they saw... Uh, for whatever reason, through their purity and connection to Hashem, that the, the, that the Ratzon required them to do something else that was not what's in accordance with the Torah. So they, they, they opted for that over what the Torah says. So, for example, if Yaakov Avinu saw through his um, clear view of what the Ratzon Hashem was, that he's supposed to marry both Rachel and Leah, or maybe in, in order would be both Leah and Rachel, so that's exactly what Yaakov did in order to build the Shifte Ka. And Yaakov Avinu was allowed to do that. And the Nefesh Chaim says, all of that was, was Kodem Matan Torah. They had that liberty, Kodem Matan Torah, that clarity they had, they were able to do that. And he says, once the Torah was given, no one is allowed to do that. We have no way of knowing. Now, obviously, if you're a Navi, like Eliyahu Navi, and you want to, and you have a Haras Shah, that you're going to do Shchut Echutz, and you're going to do a Voda outside the, 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 the Mikdash, so... Yeah, you know, there were certain people who were on the level that they were able to engage in Horas Shah, which is an exceptional, um, um, uh, an exceptional time where, where again, rules can be suspended. And in fact, I think the Orachayim says this explicitly as well that basically every single time the Yavos violated the Torah, it was a Horas Shah. Meaning, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. In Hachinami, there was an exception. But, but um, other, other than that exception, or other than those exceptions, they were Makayim the Torah. So, now, 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 now that we have a little bit of an understanding of like where, where all these sources are, and again, there are svarim devoted to answering just all, you know these kinds of questions. But I, I want to shift gears just slightly and get a little bit more hashkafa behind this Maimer Chazal. Meaning, Chazal are telling, are giving us this information that you should know that that Avram Avinu kept the entire Torah. You should know that that the Avos were Mekayim is called Kulo Kodem Shnidna. Like, is it, like what, what, what do you think we're supposed to do with that information? Like, why did Chazan see it important for us to know? You know, like, we, I don't know, if, would, would we have looked at, you know, Avraham, funny, if we found out that he ate a cheeseburger or that he ate, um, you know, that, that he ate even um, he, chicken? Well, oh, that he served milk and meat. Maybe he served in a certain order. Maybe he was serving it to people that he thought were goyim and were allowed to eat it anyway. You know that that question in itself doesn't bother me so much. But we, if we knew that Avra made a cheeseburger, we wouldn't be so bothered considering that the Torah wasn't given. So, 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 like Chazal apparently said, no, you should know that they were keeping the Torah. So, like, it, is how how important is that? You know, it's, it seems that from the from the Rishonim and the Acharonim who write about this, this is very very important. Like you know, they they that we we overturn every stone to try to make sure that we've answered the questions of how it's possible. Could the Avos have possibly kept the Torah? And whatever level they did keep it, like what is that supposed to mean to us? We we, we, 
even overturned the stone that Yaakov put up as a as a <laughs> Yes, that that, that one too. That yeah, uh, it's it's a good question, and I, I think I think one aspect of it is that it shows that the mitzvos are um, just beyond uh, beyond just what was given at Har Sinai, meaning. That they are, we, we know the, the famous Maimon uh, the Zohar, Hishtaka Baraiso, Bara Alma, that, that in some sense, and this, this also could be misunderstood, um, as most of the Zohar could be, um, but the, the, the Torah was, um, preceded the, the creation of the world. And it, it, the, the, the mitzvahs existing before they were commanded also kind of uh, you know, demonstrates that point. That these mitzvahs are—they're they're not as simple as, simple as, as you, you may think they are. Like a commemoration of something that happened one time, right? But 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 the, there there is an eternal truth um, that is accomplished through a mitzvah. Uh, the mitzvahs are a blueprint for the world. Really be, be beyond our simple uh, our, our simple comprehension. Right. So in fact, I've heard in in, in that in that vein, I, I don't have any explicit source for this, but I've heard that it's not that. You know, uh, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim in a haste, and therefore we ate matzah. But it's, there's a mitzvah of matzah, and therefore Avram Avinu had matzah, Lod had matzah, and there was a circumstance in which we would also eventually eat matzah. That Hashem took us out in haste so that we would have matzah. Yeah. yeah so I see it also as kind of lahabdil, like an echad miyodeh situation. One of the reasons that, like, we sing echad miyodeh. Like, I can make all these different connections. I see these, I see number 10, and I can think immediately, ah, yeah, I see any number, I can immediately think of the mitzvahs. So I think that it's, it's you know, how do we fit in whatever Hashem, we're talking about, it's just Ratzon Hashem, fitting it into every situation, and say, so like, well, did the others keep the Ratzon Hashem? Well, the Ratzon Hashem is, this mitzvah that we were commanded, this is the nature of whatever Hashem wants, how can we fit that into their actions if we assume that their actions were were almost entirely Ratzon Hashem mm-hmm. choice? Uh, I think that, you know, there are so many times when, when we'll even have the Hazal that seems to suggest otherwise about either the others keeping the Torah or an um, example of them hearing that Amram, who's on the list of people who have never done any Averos, also seems to be uh, suggested that he is the father of Eldad and Medad, and he became the father of Eldad and Medad when, um, when he left uh, Miriam. Yochebed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he left Yochebed, and that means that he... he was his aunt, by the way. Well, yeah. No, I think, I, I, I think that's the point that he's getting at. Yochebed was Amram's aunt, which na- um, nowadays is a Nisar Diaraisa to marry. I mean, aside from that, I think he, he's also Maxir Grichasso that, that got remarried and had different children, and he, she, he had Moshe through that, and we say he is one of the people who had never sinned. It's like, you, by Chazal saying that statement that Amram never sinned, they're also the ones who say that all these things about Amram. Oh, yeah. So I guess maybe you would say that Amram was excluded from the people who kept the entire Torah, and for him it wasn't a sin because maybe it was all Kodem Matan Torah. Yeah, I think the point that I'm trying to get at is that you know, do mitzvos in, in the literal terms. Well, I, you know, but I, it's a, 
a commandment from Hashem. It's not like a good deed. It's intrinsically indispensable. What? Intrinsically indispensable. Yeah, exactly. I think that the bottom line, if a person is doing what Hashem wants, you know, even if it's not like, you know, a mitzvah, it's not like a good deed, as we usually, I have done this with my students, try to explain to them that a mitzvah is not translated as a good deed. It's a commandment. So if Hashem commands you something, that is a mitzvah for you. And I think that's bottom line, you know, it, so it's not one of the 613 mitzvahs, which gets to the, the question of tying up mitzvahs right I don't think that can be literal. I think what he's saying is, yeah, I listened to Hashem. I, that's essentially what tying up mitzvahs is. Right. And so it's interesting because um, both of you um, went in this direction of, this show this tells us a little bit about the mitzvos. I was thinking, you know, not, not just about the mitzvos, which I, I don't think is incorrect, but I think, you know, the other direction you can go is it tells us a little bit of something about the avos. Meaning, you know, we, we, we have the Torah narratives. And it seems that, you know, in our generation and generations not so long before us, you know, everyone thinks that once you have an English translation of the Chumash, you can read the narrative, let the narrative speak to you, say whatever you want it to say, or say whatever, you know, uh, whatever speaks to you, how you can relate to the Avos. And in a certain sense, I would say, yes, Dibra Torah, um, we're supposed to read the Torah in a way that we can understand and learn from the individuals, the individual players who are in the Torah. But again, you, you, can, you, uh, you can get carried away with reading about the Avos and saying, ah, this, you know, this is a story about this kind of a struggle, a modern-day psychological whatever. And right here we're being told a very otherworldly kind of statement about the Avos, that they were completely in line with Ratzon Hashem, they had Ruach HaKadosh, and they were able to fulfill the Torah. And I think that naturally presents a struggle of how do you relate to the Avos. But if there's one thing that's true, we relate to them with utmost awe and and reverence you know whatever we're going to do to learn from them as human beings we also have to on the other hand think of them as superhuman beings right right meaning if, if, if we're talking about like there there is a very specific calculation that allowed Yaakov to marry two uh two women who were sisters so Sorry, yes, two women who were sisters, or four women who were all sisters. Right. Half sisters. Um, but if, if that is the case, then surely he's not just giving it to, uh, you know, simple, simple Tyvos. Like, that, that, right. that's not even on his radar. Right. What is not on Yaakov's radar is, is base Tyvos that the average human being would have. What's on his radar is only Ratzon Hashem and how to juggle that with what are conventional mitzvos, optional conventional mitzvos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yes. his struggle, and uh, and that's all his struggle. So so I mean, there's a big, great, much greater discussion, I'm sure. Right, and this goes uh, back to what maybe, we spoke maybe, about. Maybe you'll have us back on, on a future uh, real talk tour. Sure, no, we definitely. The, how how liberally you can play, or if or if at all you can use um, modern psychology on uh, stories in, in Tanakh. But but to to this this is definitely a, a big push in the direction against that that these people are are dealing with things that are far beyond what uh, any normal people would be dealing with. Surely, and this this goes back to what we spoke about last week in Real Talk Torah confronting Yaakov's quote unquote lie, um, where we were addressing this issue where. 
you know, we, you, you, you absolutely look at the story and you see a certain picture of Yaakov. If you're looking at it with very basic eyes, you know, the very, you know, a natural cursory glance, you get a certain picture of Yaakov, you know, but you have to, you know, like you can't just look at it that way. It's the, this, you're missing something from the story. Um, we spoke about how that that you know, how the story speaks to Yaakov's innocence and wholesomeness as well. But there's also just this aspect of, you know, while they were humans and while they have stories that look very humanly, so that we can learn from them. Um, obviously, there's um, there's much more than you know. There's a lot more than what it seems to be, you know, just from the from the plain text. And this this statement from Chazal about the Avos' fulfillment of the entire Torah, I think, definitely speaks to that. And you know, it's not that anybody that can read an English translation of the Chumash, or even someone who's great at Hebrew, can just take the story apart the way they want to and say, "Of course, this this Pashtun is what it means." You know, you I mean, you, you can look at the Rishonim and you can look at the Pashtunim and see what they say, but you don't have that. Without Chazal, you can't just dismiss Chazal. Even you know, even um, Ibn Ezra, um, you know, who will tell you, okay, here, you know, this is a Maimon Chazal, and I'll give you a pshat because there's a pshat. You know, we, the, the the Mikra doesn't ever completely leave um, pshuto. Right? There's always a simple read to the text, but you know, again, this also might speak to a larger discussion about you know learning the Chumash with Drash. But the point is that there is there there is far more than just pshat. There's the whole gamut of of pardes pshat remez um, and soda and 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 drash. So, um, I you know I I think this was um, a really great conversation, and I was very happy to have the two of you with me for this because again, it's a very heavy oh, issue. It's a pleasure to spend with you guys. Talk to Tara. Other things too, but uh, especially Tara. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think that's all the time we have left for this first ever partial panel. But again, if there's if there are if, if there are two things that we walk away from, maybe it's the importance of the mitzvos and is also the 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 level of the avos. And um, I, I think that 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 should be something that we aspire to, and to have that that certain reverence when we learn the chumash. You know, we should always try to you know to to glean what we can as people from it. But also recognize the 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 level of the others. Anyway, Ashkoch, Rav Daniel, Ashkoch, Rav Mendy, thank you guys so much for joining, and everyone else, please tune in next time on the database.